Good day everyone, how's it going? So we're still in Bishop, this is actually, uh, well last time I left you we were cycling around looking for somewhere to eat, that was yesterday. We're taking zero in Bishop actually, um, just to recover a little bit, we've got a big carry coming up between here and Mammoth, we're going to try to do about 12 days without popping into a town, uh, so we're going to do a big resupply today, and we're just enjoying some food, I think hiker hunger is starting to kick in for me, big time. Um, I've already eaten two like breakfast bagels, a bowl of oatmeal, and quite a few snacks, and I'm still starving. <laughs> um, Molly is currently shaving my leg. I've got a painful left knee. I've been talking about it for the past few days, but today I woke up and I was like, oh, that's actually it's a little bit swollen. You can feel the heat, the inflammation. So we're going to put some rock tape on. Rock tape's really, really good. It like lifts off... Um, like your soft tissue from like I know muscle and and bone and joints and stuff like that and it allows better blood flow and like uh, decompresses nerves so it removes pain and just kind of generally helps and speeds up uh, the recovery of uh, painful <laughs> muscles or joints it's so weird and so smooth okay, so yeah no it's good but yeah, we're loving Bishop so far. It's Bishop so nice. The hostel's awesome. Um, been enjoying the time here. We had like a big meal yesterday. We bought like loads of spaghetti. We made pesto pasta and spaghetti bolognese, salad, garlic bread. Uh, people brought wine and we just had like a big family meal with like all these people that we hadn't really met, um, which was quite nice. And today we're just having a bit more of a chill day. The others are outside playing ping pong. Just gonna do some laundry and stuff. It's generally quite good, and then tomorrow I think we're gonna. Oops. Tomorrow we're going to um, get back onto well back into the Sierras, but potentially not touch the PCT just because we've got all those miles to do, just to get over Kearsarge and then back onto the PCT. We'll just see how it goes, but uh, yeah, the next stretch is going to be a big one. It's going to be a doozy. But I'm looking forward to getting it done. I love cleaning out my filter. Okay. Yeah, it feels so good with the rock tape. So I'm just going to give you guys a little lowdown on what kind of happens in these zeros. A bit of a weird a weird zero really because we're just like I was saying earlier we're just about to get started on a pretty heavy section 12 days straight from here to where we were gonna exit out for Mammoth at least that's the plan we have like plenty of other exits that we can use if we want to bail out at any point um, but Molly and I have just resupplied so we've got enough food for 12 days um, we'll probably go through that and break that down later on um, but zero days are kind of chore days. So you you figure out what you need to do. Priorities, so resupply is pretty much always one. But uh, laundry, shower yourself, clean yourself, get your clothes clean, um, any other jobs as well. So for example, I have just called up the lovely people at Patagonia um, to get a new pair of shorts sent out. Uh, so. Uh, they were super helpful. Patagonia have got such a good customer service and returns policy. So even though I've been wearing these shorts for 
two months or so out on the trail uh, just because they've got a split in them uh, I'm able to purchase a new pair which are now being sent to Mammoth and uh, and then once I have them I can then return my uh, broken pair, my ripped pair and then I'll get full credit refund for the new pair so essentially I'm getting like a free new pair hopefully it all works out but the chap on the phone was awesome about it and I'm really really happy about that I need to do the same thing about my Seenock water filter bag I got the Seenock because my Sawyer squeeze was full of holes and a bit of a pain but um, unfortunately the Seenock when I first used it it had a leak a little leak at the top of the seam and I don't know if it was there before or whether I put it there or whatever but um, it's not ideal it's better than the, the um, it's better, better than the soil bag was so I guess that's not too bad but just particularly out here when everything's so freezing it's kind of a bit of a pain to have to have a finger plugging this like freezing ice water from coming out and my fingers just get so numb and it's just not ideal so uh yeah, I need to contact Seenock and see if I can get them returned too. But unfortunately, I think I've left it too late in the day. This is another thing that happens on zero days. You just end up chilling too much and then you miss out on stuff. But um, yeah, so there's those two jobs. Other jobs are like filtering water, backwash your, sorry, backwash your filter. Get out all the grime from that. That's really nice to do. Uh, what other jobs were there? Duh. To be fair, that was pretty much it. But the, these are kind of like the regular things that happen on, on zero days. And I try to like capture them a little bit, but sometimes I forget because they're so like normal that I'm not thinking when I'm shopping for food that I should be like, well, not that I should be, but you know, like getting you guys engaged in it too. So uh, sorry about that. But yeah, we've had a really good zero day today. Gotten everything sorted pretty much apart from that C-knock thing. I'm just walking around now. I'm going to go take the clothes to the laundry, get some money out at the bank. Uh, for that and then and then we're all good and then I think tonight there's another group cooking up stir fry cannot complain free food happy days and it should be really really lovely anywho I'm gonna get some money out and uh, yeah let's get some clean clothes going on shall we also this is just as a side note actually I was just thinking about this it's really strange one of the things we're coming across now are people talking about frostbite obviously it's a risk of being out snow but it's nothing it's not something that I ever thought I would be sorry frostbite's just not something I ever thought I'd really be in danger of and it's not really been something I've been thinking about luckily the seal skin's keeping my feet really dry and warm so I think I'm, I'm okay but honestly since t- like turning up in Bishop we've come across probably about three or four people who've had frostbite recovering from it or are like quite severely frostbitten at the moment um and honest like i walked through uh, the living room probably about 10 minutes ago or something to before like leaving to, to do the laundry don't know why that matters anyway um, as i walked past i noticed someone's feet they were black black with frostbite that's mad i think it's just catching people out I and mean, some people perhaps aren't very well prepared so the only i'm not saying that i am really well prepared but I think uh, the common denominator is that the feet are wet uh, and for multiple days and then you're walking through sludgy snow so your feet are submerged in the snow uh, which means they're just always cold. So I think um, the fact that I've got seal skins is really really useful for that. It means they are pretty
pretty much always dry. I mean, sometimes they're a little bit wet, but they have, if I'm wearing all of the socks, three layers on my feet uh, to keep them warm, making sure they're warm at night. Uh, we're having regular fires as well whenever we can, so we try and dry out our stuff, but also you can put your feet up next to the fire. Um, and we've been told that the, the sign of frostbite is a kind of uh, extremely noticeable uh, white spot in, this, in the area where the frostbite is basically occurring, and that's called frost nip. And you basically have to try to get get out of your system at that point, like warm your feet up as much as you can, or warm that area up as much as you can, keep it dry, keep it warm, like for a long period of time. And hopefully that white speck will disappear. But what happens is, unfortunately, people are all getting it on their feet and they, they're not really aware. Their feet go numb, obviously because they're cold, but then the, uh, the prolonged wetness and numbness means that they're not even aware that they are getting frostbitten. Um, they can't continuously look at their feet. Like, honestly, I don't see my feet um, until right at the end of the day. So I can imagine I can imagine getting caught out by that. And I've uh, spoke to someone who um, essentially they got it at the top of Forrester Pass because they walked up into uh, onto the top of Forrester Pass. Their feet were cold and wet already, but they were waiting for their group to catch up. And basically in that period of time which was probably about half an hour or so they caught frostbite and their feet just have like they have no feeling in their feet at all people have been doing these uh, little games with each other where they close their eyes and they have their feet out and you poke something sharp against the feet lightly or hard or things like that and you just say like can you feel this can you feel this and it's kind of crazy when you know you're basically poking the point of an ice axe into someone's foot into someone's toe uh, pretty hard, not breaking skin or anything, but you, enough that anyone should be able to feel that, and they are just there with their eyes closed, like, no, you're not touching me. That's mad. That is crazy. Like, their nerves are just completely shot. They're completely gone. A few people, there was a guy who, uh, he went back on trail today. I think he had taken maybe five days off, four days off or something here in Bishop. Um, so he caught it early enough. His foot wasn't well, his feet weren't black or anything but you could see they were slightly swollen uh, and he spoke to a doctor and the doctor said essentially <clears throat> as long as you try to stay out the snow as much as you can so he got snowshoes so he's like more on the upper level of the snow and uh, I think he might have a lot more waterproof foot gear now as well but it's crazy I wasn't thinking about that until I turned up and then suddenly there were all these people with these black toes and the talk of frostbite was all over the place and I was like oh crap this is not I just, I don't know. I always imagine that was left to, uh, you know, the Arctic conditions, like, you know, like explorers and stuff like that, not not just the, the casual dude walking through the Sierras, but it makes complete sense, in the, particularly this year with so much snow. Um, another thing that's been on conversation a lot is the snow melt. Um, people are currently getting to Mammoth, which is our next step in 12 days' time, so quite a few miles in. That's probably about two-thirds of the Sierras in. Um, and uh, I've been messaging a few people that I know, Superman, I, don't, I can't recall, you guys may have heard Superman way back at Mission Creek, um, so, you know, ages ago in Southern California, but he's pushed on loads, and he's currently just gone into Mammoth, and I asked him about conditions between um, Kearsarge and Mammoth, and he was saying how, to him, it was really good conditions because he started the Sierras in the storms whilst we were on the road trip. Um, so to him, like everything since then has just been, you know, completely fine. Uh, he said that the snow is getting really slushy and many mornings it's not frozen over, um, which is something that we've noticed as well. So you wake up early in order to go on the hard ice and you're just slushing through anyway. 
Um, so that seems to be occurring all over the Sierras. Uh, the melts are getting more and more. He said the river crossings haven't been too bad so far, but you know he's been he turned up to Mammoth um, today, I think. And it's just interesting how quick it can change. You know, not like a week ago, people were like, oh, "We're not going to the Sierras. There's too much snow. It's way too cold. You're not going to be able to do anything because the the snow is just going to be so thick." And now it's kind of not the opposite it's not that there's no snow but it's just the snow is in that transition and now it's becoming more difficult because the rivers are starting to to really flow um and it's just more the tiring i think the tiring aspect of just walking through the sludge is starting to really get some people and we've uh you know spoken to a couple who are they're flipping from here so as opposed to flipping before the, you start the Sierras and going up north and coming back to the Sierras another time, they've actually done like a third of the Sierras, but they are just saying it's just too much and it's too, too slushy for them. They're putting in so much effort just to make a couple of miles each day. Um, so they're flipping now. And that's just something, you know, no one said this was going to be easy. Um, it's completely cool flipping, but again, flipping's not on our option. Um, we're just going to have to grit our teeth through the through the grind basically and just see how it goes yeah it's interesting how things always change you know in the heat in the southern california heat it was all kind of like you know the people who drop out either through injury or through you know they can't handle the the temperature or the dry patches of no water you know that can get to some people uh, and then it was oh now it's complete change to like oh it's too cold too snowy too icy impossible all sorts of stuff um, and then since then it's now changed to um, you know too much water basically too much effort being put in so yeah it's just interesting how those sort of things change as you go along on the trail how the challenges change and how it goes differently, differently. some people can really progress through certain areas and others um, not so much so yeah just an interesting one Okay, chilling in bed now, and so it comes to an end the zero day. We, um, I was going to give you a full lowdown of the resupply that we did, but there's not anything in there in particular, like, sorry, particularly different to what we usually get. It's just we got a lot of it for 12 days, so much so that it's not fitting into our bear canisters. Got most of it in there but we're going to have a few things out loose. And luckily we got like a lot of ramen stuff, things that don't have odour, so we can possibly be okay with that. Like either in our bags or just like in some other form of container, not the bear canister. But all the odorous stuff is in the containers, uh, which is good, super heavy. I'm going to weigh my bag tomorrow. Um, the original plan was that we were going to leave early tomorrow and then like get onto the trail and smash some of it but doing all the food stuff has like killed us we're all knackered and it's getting kind of late for hikers what's the time yeah 22:11 so we kind of we've gone with the idea that we're just going to wake up gently and there's a bus or a shuttle that we can take possibly to independence or maybe all the way to 
and in Valley, I don't really know how it works. I think just Independence at like one, so we can start making our move around then. So early afternoon, and then we'll see. You might tackle some of Kearsarge in the evening or something like that. Um, but we've just accepted the fact that it's just going to be slushy no matter what, whether you go early morning or in the afternoon or in the evening. So um, it's just going to be tough work anyway. So why put yourself through an early morning? just to endure the same pain we hope that works <laughs> LA just giving the lowdown to the people oh. of all of the stuff we have and of all the, the drama of the drama <laughs> oh. and how it's just melted our brains mm. um, yeah carrying 12 days of food is no joke guys it's like that's a lot of weight and that's a lot of stuff I guess we could have been a little bit smarter maybe putting more emphasis onto things like like powdered food like well, we mashed potatoes more, like, I think we did we yeah. got light food anyway yeah oh yeah oh for ch- yeah weight wise I think we've done a really good job but it's just the ramen packets are so annoying to pack because they're all squares and the bear boxes are circular which it's isn't the best thing for like packing I think that's one of the stupidest things like, why is it circular yeah because you can really squeeze things into gaps when it's like a square. You got like corners, you got like specific shape that you can like squeeze in. But circular is like things that are, have bulked them and no rigidity are just like, well, okay, there's a gap there that will never be filled. Brilliant. Which one's your towel? Like my towel I thought was there. My one was the one hanging next to the toilet because I'm sophisticated. Well, I thought mine was there, but it's not. There was a head, there was a small towel there. Mm. Oh man, yeah, no, we're pooped. We are poop, 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 poop. Molly's gonna have a shower. I'm gonna start crawling my butt into the bed. Uh, How do you want it to be made? Like, so the sheet down and then the blanket down. Okay, do you still want to sleep in the sleeping bag? Uh, I like the sleeping bag. Sleeping bags. Yeah, let's do the sleeping bag. It was real nice. Cool, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, I'm gonna go. Do it. Do 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 do. See you in a bit. So yeah, tomorrow we still got a bit of time to hang around and just pack our bags and stuff, which is a nice little cushion for us. Uh, we've just got to accept that. Um, it's not like the good old days where you're just like back on trail, easy peasy, smashing miles on a Nero. Um, you know we. It's it's the Sierras is just a different ball game where just putting a foot onto the PCT is a difficult thing if you have take if you've taken the time away from it if you know what I mean like we can't you know we, uh, what am I trying to say we've got like eight miles of non PCT to tackle before we even touch the PCT and you all know by now that eight miles is not is not an easy job in the snow. Interestingly, though, something I noticed today was looking up at the mountains. Uh, looks like there's a lot less snow cover than there was yesterday, which is weird. But it has been a really hot day down here, and I wonder if it's been hot up there. I wonder if the snow melt has really kicked in. Um, and I really can't tell how that makes it for us. But I'm starting to hope that perhaps some areas might no long well, maybe get into the point of low snow so that it could be slushy but at least it's not like three or four foot deep so that you can just kind of slush through it and just 
instead of post holding you basically like up to your knee you just touch ground after like a couple of inches that would be nice I don't know maybe that's too wishful thinking because it could probably still be quite cold up in the mountains but you know sometimes you just gotta you gotta believe that it'll be a little bit better but then there comes the rivers man it's a tough life it is a tough life anywho I'm rambling it's been a good time in Bishop Bishop is a very nice little town highly recommend a visit um, the hostel if you want accommodation brilliant brilliant place full of PCT hikers come hiking season but other than that it's a really cool little joint uh, food places amazing I've had a really good time had a great chat to someone um, to an employee in the local yogurt um, like cafe that was a brilliant place good sandwiches there um, yeah, no, Bishop's got a good vote for me. Uh, I'll say 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. It's a good spot. Good, good spot. Anyway, I think we're done for today. I think you can join us on our mission to get back on trail tomorrow. So, and I can't guarantee that we'll get far, just to let you know. But, uh, yeah. Love you lots, and uh, we'll catch you on another episode of Trail and Errors. Au revoir, mon amis. Au revoir. Oh, you don't! Oh, oh, that was such an it. easy oh. kill for the win! Yes. <laughs> 20, 20. Now the, I don't like that you have the serve either. 20, 20. I was like, this is my chance. Alright. Oh! oh. Twenty one twenty. Oh, this is, I'm fucked. This is not good. There it is. Done. <laughs> Finished. God, he is. I never. I am always in a position to win the game, and I always blow. You got too greedy. You were like, I was. I literally all I needed was just like a soft. Here we are, walking back on a trail, Onion Valley Trailhead. We've uh, started our little hike up to Kearsarge. It is 20 past four, late in the afternoon. And I'll tell you what, it's so different to how it was like two days ago when we were coming down here. Already, you can tell that there's been so much more snow melt. There's just like not many patches of snow down here at all. Obviously, it's gonna be snowy at the top and it's probably gonna be super slushy, but it's just crazy how it's changed so quickly. Snow looks pretty thin where I can see it, and there's all these waterfalls falling down here, there, and everywhere. Walking on the trail itself is super wet because of the snow melts running down the path. Oh, it's gonna be interesting. So, we're aiming to get to Glen Pass today to the base of Glen Pass. That's the, that's the aim of the game, but we'll just see how the snow fares and. How, uh, how the climb goes and we'll just ditch and set up camp wherever we can whenever we need uh, Molly and I have gone on ahead of, of the group um, Josh and Ant, sorry, Funk and Cricket are behind us somewhere they are like trying to hitch in probably about now and Sobo, I don't know I think Sobo's coming in tomorrow maybe or maybe she's trying tonight I'm not too sure but essentially like Tons of vortex. It's very hard to leave, but Molly and I managed to 
get out with two hitches, one to independence and the other to here. So we've been quite fortunate and we're feeling pretty pumped, pretty ready to go. Ah, let's do it. It's tiring, but it's so fun. It's not, it's not that bad at all. It's a little bit slushy, yeah, but you're going uphill, so you dig your feet in. It's not too bad. This feels a lot safer than it did coming down this slope early, like earlier in the day. You know, like yeah, it's kind of, it's not ideal snow, but I don't feel in danger at all. I'm just tired <coughs> of climbing up a hill. It's just the same, same old stuff. Oh, it's so weird though, guys, because honestly, such huge swathes of dry land have opened up in the past two days since we last were here. Done such big sections on the way up where beforehand we were perhaps glissading down or post-holing through snow and now it's just, it's just normal, regular ground. I mean, it's wet because of the snow melt, but it's all good. There's like, to my right, I'm facing down the slope now. To my right of the of the slope I'm climbing up is a waterfall which wasn't there beforehand. In fact, I can see there's two waterfalls. There's one running a little bit closer to where I am, but I can see another one which is like flowing underneath the ice and there's a break in the ice where you can just see it flowing so strongly underneath. And it's flowing down into a lake at the bottom, which to be honest, I didn't notice that on the way down. Whether or not it was covered in ice or covered in snow, I don't know, but there's floating bits of ice in it at the moment where it's all melted. The area around it's dry. Yeah, there's just huge swings, like exposed stone now and trees that were probably half buried. You can kind of see where the needles aren't growing anymore because they've been buried for so long. It's just awesome, you know, it's like crazy how much this has changed and it's kind of uplifting because it means that perhaps as we go through the Sierra, sure avalanches might be a bit more risky and sure rivers are going to be strong and sure through the sludge it's going to be tough, but it might mean that at slightly higher elevations to what we're used to now will be perhaps a bit more exposed like as in like there's no snow a bit more open a bit more dry soil which would be really really nice because it'll mean we can push a little bit more but honestly this climb has been fine so far and it's been really fun and uh, I feel confident that we're going to get over Kearsarge before the evening comes and we'll be able to push on forward to uh, Glen Pass today that'll be amazing I feel really good about that this is great it's just I was just saying how crazy it is how everything's changed like all of that, like that was a big chunk of stuff which wasn't exposed and dry beforehand. At least I, uh, from what I remember, at least anyway. No, it has definitely gone down. Yeah. Um, and the climb's not too bad either. I just want to say. It's gone. It's so funny though. Doing because this is like one of the first times we've backtracked, like over something we've already done. And I remember it took me five seconds to get down that slope because <laughs> yeah. I slid down on my butt and it took me 15 minutes to climb up yeah, yeah it's definitely slower but you know it's fun I'm, I'm loving this mm. it's good fun mm. yeah because remember I was talking about those snowboard tracks oh yeah and they were skiing down onto the lake and now 
There's nowhere to steal oh, the lake. Oh yeah. Because Whoa. it's defrosted. I so yeah, the lake was like completely frozen over. I think there's a little That's bit mad. of water. It wasn't like no. I remember there was a bit, but now it's like fully lake. Yeah, full lake. It's cool. We can see the pass though now. Just up there. Oh yeah. Not it's too good. far away. Had a good time taking I'm our a time. Really good time. Yeah, this is nice. Yeah. Making good progress. Ah. Ah. so nice and it's like um like Molly said like the grind up was all in shadow and it was cold now we're at the top we're the sun dipping beneath the, the mountains in front of us god these mountains are gorgeous aren't they man we're lucky that bit was it? No, it's because honestly it goes so quick because it was in the shadow, it was real crispy. Yeah, it wasn't so bad at all. I think it was actually quite a good move either like yeah. going later in the day. I imagine the worst time is about three o'clock. Yeah. But because it's almost, what is it, 7 30? Something like that. Yeah, about 7 25. Yeah. It's just, um, it's all in the shadows, <coughs> sort of crisped up lows. Yeah. Christ. Entering Kings Canyon National Park, leaving the John Muir Wilderness for now. Eleven thousand seven hundred sixty feet. Now we're going to drop down and uh, head towards Glen Pass, uh, but we're going to camp just like where this trail links up with the PCT. Just summited Kearsarge Pass for the second time. Yay. Smashed it. It was very nice. Yeah, it was so good. It was pretty steep on the climb up, um, but the actual ice itself was really good. Not too soft. Yeah. It's nice and crispy. We were like completely covered in shadow. Yeah, yeah. For the last like hour, we've been in the sh shadow, and it's so nice. We've come over the pass, and it's just the most beautiful like low light sun sunset light over all of this kind of Kings Canyon bowl. Yeah. This it's so, so gorgeous. Beautiful. You can see the lakes that we passed the other day and they're a little bit more yeah. open and exposed. The ice looks thinner. Yeah. Uh, the mountains around us are like jaggedy peaks, just like catching the sun. Catching so the nice. sun. It's a nice orange light. Lots of avalanche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that actually, to be fair, one of those was I there. Know, I'm already. looking at these mountains. So. Oh, yeah. Didn't see that. <laughs> but yeah, no, we've done it. Kearsarge take two, we're smashing it. Yay. Love it. So now we've got a couple of miles to go until we reach uh, the, the PCT. We'll then I think we. Place to bed down. Yeah, we camp right around there. Yeah. And then it's Glen Pass tomorrow. Uh, this has actually been really good. I think coming up in the evening has been a good idea. I know, yeah, it's actually, it's, I think the worst kind of time to go over a pass is like three o'clock where it's super slushy, but the moment the shadow hits the snow, it starts to freeze up. Yeah. It's actually gone quite chilly, really. It's in really the shadow, cold. So. <laughs> Um, we're in the sun right now, but not for long. Not for long, so we're going to enjoy it. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to push on to the PCT, the Paikai Tao. Paikai Tao. Okay, we are in bed. Um, we didn't quite make it to the PCT, but we're only one mile off. Mm-hmm. Um, we were... Walking in the night time. Yeah. 
Um, Ephraim fell in a hole. Yeah, post hold pretty bad. Um, and then it was dark, and we were walking, and it was really pretty because mm. all the stars were coming out. Oh, the light was awesome as well. Like yeah, it was so like moonlight. From where we left you, we were like at the top of Kearsarge, and then since then we like traversed along um, the Kearsarge Trail. Yeah. Parts, yeah. Whatever. It's kind of um, cool because there are lots of like. Well, there are lots of places where it, you could see that, like, it was, like, avalanche zones. Yeah. And so we were, like, careful and made sure that we went fast through those um, areas and, you know. But it was because it, again, like I said earlier, when it's darker and shadows on the thing, the, it's crisps up. So I don't really think it was avalanche time. No, I think we were good. Because it was, good it's, it was hardening, not yeah. softening. Um, yeah. It and it was good. really cool, and we walked all evening, and I wasn't really tired at all. But no. It just started getting dark, and we were doing having to do quite a lot of like traverses as well as like rock, like we were walking on scree quite a bit. Yeah. So um, I came across, like I looked down, and I could see there was a bit of the land mm, which wasn't land. yeah wasn't under snow. It is like basically on a hill. Yeah, we're <laughs> so very we're, sloped. We're very sloped, okay. but we Actually, just sometimes quite like that. Just thought it'd be better to stop um, now. Yeah, before we do something silly. Before, before it got too dark, like yeah. it was fine. We had our head torches, but you know. But you can't tell the gradient. Yeah. Like, which is the issue, yeah. and it was pretty steep, and the post holes were just getting yeah. a bit annoying. The other thing is, is that we have no water. Mm-hmm. Well, we have like a tiny bit. I've got a tiny amount. Um, but we didn't have enough to make dinner, so what we did is we just basically had lunch, which mm. was just our wraps with, this time, cream cheese and new Oh, it was so good. Cream cheese, pepper jack and um, pepperoni. pepperoni. Yum, yum, yum. Had two wraps each, it was good, but mm. um, yeah, I'm feeling like I didn't really need that no. much. Um, but uh, so yeah, we did that to conserve water, and tomorrow we've got a 2.6 walk sorry mile walk before we come across a potential water source yeah but um, we like there might be unnamed water yeah, sources on trail i think the, pro- the problem is is that we're too high up right now so all the water yeah. like is in snow form whereas if when we drop down into the trees hopefully there'll be s- some kind of stream like, yeah a i mean these lakes are fed by something yeah so i'm sure there will be and with all the snow melts i'm sure there'll be other little ones but mm. It was just kind of annoying. Like, I only took out 1.5 litres from Child. Bishop. And I did that because I thought that the water sources would be better. And for sure, like, on Kearsarge side, uh, sorry, on the Bishop side of Kearsarge, um, there was obviously, like, loads of water. There was loads of new rivers running down. But um, I saved the... Like, I was drinking the 1.5 in order to get to the top. And then I was like, okay, once I get to the top, I'll then think about... Mm. refueling on the water and getting enough for dinner and enough for like the morning the next day and that just didn't happen because we didn't come across any good sources or anything yeah we were just too high up the mountainside yeah. it was just, you know there's a river down in the valley but we're, we're several hundred feet above that yeah so there you go lesson learnt if you're going to be in high elevation make sure you have enough water in the first place yeah but um it's not the worst thing i think i'm a little bit dehydrated but not like terribly i just got yellow piss there you go um but if, you know i'm gonna survive it we'll get to the 2.6 and molly how you doing i've like i hadn't run out i like t- like i had um because i got i had two liters but <laughs> i i kind of brought it because i know 
I going uphill I need a drink. Yeah. Um so I um Cool story, bro. Yep. So you So um, I had enough and I was like, Oh cool, let me check how much I've got and I've seemed to have timed it perfectly because I have none left. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. I have it like a, I don't know, like two sips on the bladder. Mm, yeah. But Save I can take sips. it in the morning and uh, eat some snow. Yeah, Nothing that's true. You could eat that. some snow if you need. But it shouldn't take us long to get to that source anyway. No. And then we'll really fuel up then and then uh, probably do some sort of breakfast yeah. as well. Cause I'm well, if you remember when something. we came off um, bull, at Bullfrog Lake, hmm. there was that, um, that stream that we were yeah. walking across. Yeah, that's true. So maybe that will be there. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be something. Yeah. The snow is melting so quick. Yeah. The problem, the other, you might be like, guys, there's snow all around you. Why don't you melt snow? Well... Because we forgot to buy another gas canister. Yeah, mistakes were made. Hey, trail <laughs> so, and errors. Yeah. So we um, have the one that we bought in REI on our trip, which is hard to see how much um, We've basically got left. Yeah, we basically got like half canister left. Yeah, which hopefully is half. Pretty good. And these things last a long, long time. Yeah. Like we've put some... We've never finished, we've never run out, have we? No, but we've put some away in hiker boxes before and since then I've realised actually that still had a lot to go. Yeah. Like I've been like, oh, it's nearing the end of its life, but actually it could have probably lasted another 10 days or so. But we've got a big stretch now and I think we can't really afford to melt snow snow, with it, which is a bit annoying. Um, I meant to buy a little, like so we got a half a big one and I meant to buy a little one as well, just even as just back up. Yeah. Um, but oh well. It doesn't matter. Like, if we get into trouble with it, we can A, just cold soak stuff. Mm. Won't be as nice, but it'll do. It's food. Yeah. Um, but also, hopefully at some point, uh, Funk and Cricket and Sobo are going to catch up anyway. Yeah. And we could always just scavenge some yeah. fuel off of them. Mm. Which, you know, not ideal, but it's just how sometimes life goes. Yeah. But yeah, this is day one of that 12, like 12 day-ish stretch. Well, we've got enough stuff for 12 days anyway. Yeah. Um, not on the PCT yet. <laughs> no, yeah. But uh, I'm feeling good though. That was actually a really good day. I really enjoyed that afternoon. I thought it was. I liked that we were the only ones on the mountain. It was so nice. Yeah. And the colours, guys, the colours in the sky. I, I mentioned it, but I didn't actually describe it. Like after summiting, the sun like really dipped down behind the mountains. Then mm-hmm. we were traversing, and the sky just went from like. It was kind of like ow, predominantly like an orangey haze to then it like it went deep purple everywhere apart from where the where the sun was dipping down where it was like a rich amber you know oh, and like on the peaks around us where they were still pink. getting hit yeah they were all pink and it was just like oh, it was really pretty colors and it was so, so nice. it was kind of I, my favorite thing was like we're the only ones experiencing this view right now. Mm, you know, so nice, there's yeah. there's no one else up in this mountain in this bowl. <sighs> like everybody else is like in sleeping town, in a bed. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. really cool. No, it was nice. I, I I liked traversing along as well. Yeah, I thought that was good. The post was This trail is a bit untrodden actually. Mm. There wasn't that many footprints, so no, it was actually, still still a footprint. Like, the main the main thing was the ski print. Oh yeah. Someone had gone long on the skis. Well, which I was kind of annoyed when we were going up the hill to Kearsarge Pass because snow, some snowboarders had like wiped out all the footprints, so there wasn't really any steps on the steep up hills, and I was like, ah, snowboarders. <laughs> um, but on the downhill, on the route we were going, there was a skier who was going the same. We didn't 
ski we tracks. Yeah, they yeah, had. Sorry. Yeah, this, the they had gone the same yeah. way as with us, and it meant that I don't know if you guys know skis, but the <laughs> I'm tired. Sorry, <laughs> um, but the skis had compacted the ground, so yeah. we, it was it was easy to follow the route. And when mm. we were walking, it was much like yeah. the uh, ice had frozen there more than. Anywhere, anywhere else, else so you weren't yeah. sinking when you were treading on the ski tracks yeah your um spikes could just like dig in yeah it was really nice it was good yeah it was good your seal skins are a bit wet are yours not uh not the inside's not but i've got do you want me to turn yours into that no 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 my, i think mine are a, my eyes yeah, i think mine that. are a little bit wet but then that's with sweat i think okay <coughs> Anyway, we're going to tuck you down now and uh, get some good sleep. Wake mm. up early-ish, kind of like six o'clock wake up. Probably. Yeah, it's, only, it's only three miles until Glen Pass yeah. from this point. Yeah, and I think I think it's, it's probably just going to be slashing no matter what. So not too fast fighting yet, it's super early. The worst thing is when you get up crazy early and it's just the same conditions as it would be if you had like two hours extra sleep. Because sleep is lovely. And I think that's probably what would happen. So getting up and leaving for seven is yeah. good. Also, we climbed to Kearsarge today in Slush Land. Yeah, dude. We don't Kearsarge twice. That's dope. Yeah. We're experts with it. <laughs> so I, I, I know why they say go in the snow and go in early morning, but mm. it's not that big a deal walking up bad, in the slush. Like, it's annoying and it's sinky. And it is tiring. And it's tiring, but... It's not impossible. Yeah, exactly. Definitely not. Like, we we climbed over Kearsarge in supposedly the worst conditions yeah. that you're meant to do it in, like, it late in the really afternoon. And we had a blast. Yeah, it was really good. So, so bring it things, on, Glenn. There are, there's advice to listen to, obviously. But the opposite is it's not like... I always didn't find it interesting because a lot of the times when people give advice, you're like, okay... The op- like not taking that advice is bad, but sometimes it's fine. Yeah, you like, just got to give it give it your own shot, you know. Yeah, it gets, it's not a it's not a big issue. No. All right, we're tired, so we're gonna hit the hay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Rambling. Rambles. Um, thank you for joining us uh, today. Was I think day seventy three? That's mad. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it and uh, we'll catch you guys tomorrow for Glen Pass. <laughs> I'll see you on. Ciao, ciao.